listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you can join us. Welcome. We're here today with Ann Rhea Miller, OD, of Visual Eyes in Lima, Ohio. Dr. Miller is going to talk to us about how her affiliation with Vision Source and the uh, elite vendor relationships that come from that have helped her grow her practice. Welcome, Dr. Miller. Thank you for having me. Let's start with with a quick practice history. What what can you tell us? And and when did um, when did your uh, network affiliation with Vision Source start? Great. Uh, I opened practice on my own in 2014, and shortly after. I was contacted by Vision Source with the opportunities that were available. I had actually known about Vision Source at the practice I was in prior, but I was only an associate, so I did not have much opportunity to say yes or no to the opportunity that was in front of me. But I knew as I kind of opened my own practice, the opportunity was obviously there. And they did a great job getting a hold of me early on. Um, they told me about the benefits. And one of my biggest things that I knew I wanted or I was looking for was some practice management help. I knew I knew I knew nothing about running a business. I knew optometry well, but I didn't know how to run a business. And I was looking for those that have successful practices to be mentors. And um, one of the things that really stood out to me about Vision Source was their practice management kind of tracked and the the gatherings that they had with those in their regions. Nobody's too close, so it's not your direct competition. So it seemed like everyone really had your best interest in heart when they are giving you their kind of tips and pearls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how important was that to you? You had been working with another practice? Oh, this wasn't, you weren't straight out of school. Correct. So I graduated um, and was working five years in a different opportunity or as an associate. I was looking to purchase that practice and we had been kind of working toward um, the, the agreement of making that happen. And it just wasn't a win-win scenario. So I was contacted by another person in town. He had actually sold his practice to someone out of town who never moved to the area, um, was driving about an hour both ways and just never made any real relationships in town. So he wasn't getting his name out of being out in the community and someone that people knew and um, I honestly think huge in private practice is being a part of the community and being someone that um, you go to because you trust them, because you see them at the meetings and you see them at lunch and um, being part of the community, I think is huge. And so when that did not work, he actually ended up going bankrupt in that 10 month cycle. He was there. The prior owner still owned the building and the staff actually all from the prior owner had continued on. They were out of jobs. They were contented on a Sunday and said, well, we're not opening tomorrow, so you don't need to come to work anymore. Okay. So they were all very much wanting a place to work. Um, the prior owner had patients contacting him at his house, kind of, where, where should we go? What should we do? And so when he presented the opportunity, it was a little bit of a no-brainer of, wow, this what I've been working on hasn't worked so far. Maybe this is the opportunity that 
I had no idea that would come about, but it, it was a really great fit. And so all of the staff came back with me um, and we've been successful with that ever since. I have one staff member who has not retired out of the original four that started and she's actually looking to retire this summer. So we'll be back to brand new people again. What a, what a testimonial that is, though, about the importance of a community eye care provider, mm-hmm. you know, that people I are... I totally are... think that is a huge component. Right, right. And so you um, came into this practice that was not running swimmingly. You know? um, and so there's a lot that, you, you know, you have to do. I mean, obviously, it's it's wonderful that patients are calling and that staff get to kind of spread the word that they're working again and things like that. But what did you sort of see as your top two or three goals for the first year or so? And and where Vision Source helped with that? Let's, let's talk about that. Yes. One of my biggest goals was just to give reassurance to patients that were here prior that, yes, I'm here for the long haul. I will not be gone next year. It will be, not be a new face. Um, and I think some of the, that helped in me being not too far away from my hometown to say my roots are here. My family's here. I have no desire to go somewhere else. But also Vision Source had a very much um, kind of goal tracked of these are some milestones and things that you should be working toward. And again, the practice management side from those that have been in business and successful for years, um, the, the Vision Source administrator came to my office and every Friday for a period of time worked with me to say, hey, these are some things that I would maybe shoot for, or these are things maybe I would not do quite this way. And it was very helpful to get others' perspective. So you had to make decisions not only, you know, with, with staffing, with marketing, but but also with, with product selection. How did Vision Source guide you or help you with that? Knowing who the elite products or vendors were helped guide me to know which sources were valuable and um, also cost effective, too. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was giving something of value to the patients, but it it wasn't going to cost them an arm and a leg. But I also knew, too, I didn't want to be the cheapest, and that's what some other routes are for. I wanted it to be a good quality product but not cost the patient a huge amount. So when I could work with the Vision Source Elite vendors and get products at a little bit lower cost for myself, I was able to pass that along to the patients as well. So knowing that they were getting really great quality products at a little bit lesser cost was awesome. Terrific. And then Essilor, for example, continues to bring additional um products and and, uh, and and certainly services to to vendors too uh, mm-hmm. I know I know um, uh, often it's the opticians who are working a little bit more with with the actual recommendations of, of the, the products perhaps but how how involved do you get in the exam room in, in recommending products by brand good question um, so many times I get questions about commercials patients may have seen like mm-hmm. that or Crizal product. Um, patients want to know the detail and they're not afraid to ask about it in the exam room. They, Yes, I turn a lot over to our optical, but the patients don't know that distinction that mm-hmm. I'm doing more of the eye health or, you know, they want to know from me because they know I'm that familiar face and the trust that I hope that they have gotten me. They want to know, is that something that I should really do? So I really do actually in the, in the exam room spend a lot of time talking about no glare, talking about, um, 
maybe like the Eisen products to help relieve computer fatigue or blue light protection when they talk about working at the computer all day long. So those are definitely conversations that we have on a routine. And then it's awesome to be able to transfer that, what we've talked in the exam room onto the optician to say, okay, here are the things we've discussed. This is now my recommendation of what we put into the lenses. And the opticians must love that. It makes it so much easier that they will tell me time and time again, if I have said it out loud to the patient, more times than not, they're going to go through with it versus them having a conversation with maybe someone who just walked in the door looking to get glasses. Right, right. And and in fact, it, it sounds like you're you're seeing, and maybe it's it's not exactly quantifiable, but you're seeing traffic based on either your listing in the SLR experts Correct. locator or or the or the consumer advertising. Correct. That is very mm-hmm. helpful. And and does that just bubble up automatically or do you do you ask? I mean, how do you kind of uh, uh, prompt questions to, to open that that conversation about lenses? Um, we usually ask questions in the pretest room about kind of what are you doing with your eyes throughout a typical day? Um, if it's a contact lens where we may say, okay, yes, you wear contact lenses, but what are you doing when you don't have contact lenses in and trying to get those prompting questions of what problems do you have? And now these are our armamentum of products that we can use as a solution to those problems you have. How detailed do you make your presentations about the features and benefits of, of lenses? I mean, is, is there, are all progressives alike? Definitely no. This is, I love when people ask that question because I think the vast majority just assume that they are. So when I get a question about it, I love going into the detail to say there are hundreds of no line bifocals out there. And sometimes people will want to take their prescription and say, well, I'm just going to order online or I'm going to go to um, the shop down the road because I know they're cheaper. And we do kind of stop in our tracks and say, you definitely have that option. But I want you to know what some of the potential limitations are. If you're ordering online, when we take our fitting measurements, it's not going to be the same versus what you can do online. It's just the quality of what our opticians know and what they can do is part of the service that we're providing and why our costs are going to be more than someone who's online. So we do definitely take time to kind of explain the why. It definitely doesn't save all the sales. Some people think they know better or that they don't need that detail or whatever the case may be, but we definitely take the time to let them know. Mm -hmm. And what about in terms of patient satisfaction? I mean, do you, do you, um, hear back from patients who went with the less expensive option and say, I can't see, or these are making me dizzy. (laughs) Inevitably, it'll be the following year, they'll come back if they could stick it out for wearing them for that year duration. And then they'll be like, you know what, I I really despise these the whole year, but now I can do something different. I can justify spending a little bit again. But there's some that'll come back a few weeks later and say, you know, I can't wear these glasses. Maybe it's the wrong prescription or whatever. And it's it's kind of fun to be able to repeat the refraction, do all the test results and show them, wait a second, those lenses that we prescribe are the right power. It's more just how the optics are in the quality of the products that you purchased. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a, that's an, a hard lesson to learn after you've paid the money for these yes. patients, right? Yes. But um, have you streamlined or made improvements to your 
presentation, uh, your handoff to the optical um, in, in recent years that have gotten some good results for you? I, I basically say they want a no line bifocal with transition lenses that have no glare, blue light protection. I kind of do my little laundry list of these are all the things that we kind of talked about in the exam room. This is my recommendation on the lens style. And we have really streamlined in the optical. These are just the products that we use. It's all Essilor lenses. It's okay. all the best of the no glare of the type of trend. We always do the newest generation of anything that's possible. Every now and then we have a limitation with an insurance plan of, okay, this is what we're able to use with this insurance. Um, but if it's someone where we just have an array at our fingertips of what we can use, it, the opticians just know, okay, these are the products that they're our best products. So this is what we're going to do. So that's an interesting point because I think there's a lot of doctors who are hesitant about going with the best, right? People are going to mm -hmm. balk at the price. People are going to say, eh, you know, so how, how did you come up with that decision that this was going to be your pathway and it's going to work? <laughs> I, I think the true test was just doing it on a few patients at the start and them saying like, oh yes, I really do like the optics. I did a couple family members and it's nice every now and then they'll give us those little vouchers to say, okay, here's this new product. Have someone that you know, try it. And mm -hmm. to have a testimonial of someone from my own family, for instance, to say, yes, this is better than what they had before is so helpful to me because it's not then selling a product. It's saying, here's a solution for the problem you just told me about. Right, right. That's a whole a whole different presentation, right? Mm -hmm. And and certainly coming from you versus, uh, you know, the perceived upselling from the right. from the optical staff too. So your your practice is listed as an as an Essilor experts. What what benefits do you think that brought to you? I think some of the greatest benefits is the online presentation. Um, we do have a marketing group that we work with. We pay a monthly fee to be a part of, and they kind of do the back end of our uh, search engine optimization and all. But I'm sure that being part of Essilor Experts has only increased what they are able to do for us as well. And we're not in a huge town, but there's a fair amount of other eye care providers in the area. And I know myself, if I'm doing a search, I don't always go past the first few. And so it's very helpful to be in that first kind of line of sight when someone's doing a search, when they don't have someone else saying, hey, this is who I recommend. Um, the other cool thing that I have found being very helpful, knowing we started with a staff of four who had a great background in optometry for multiple years as they retired and we hired on new people. Anybody new we've actually hired has had no optical training. So it's been very helpful that Essilor has provided us with information on what should we do to onboard these people? And um, sometimes we've had lunches where the reps will come in and teach about um, Crizol or they will teach about the eyes and lenses or anything that's been helpful in a teaching moment. Again, that practice management component was what I was kind of looking for all along. So it's very helpful that Essilor Experts has just kind of added to that knowledge base. Right, because it's 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 your... Um parameters of, of sort of what gets presented to patients, but it's nice to not always be the one who, who sort of provides all the background to that too. Right. And, um, um, you know, one, one less thing that you have to, to dive into yourself right? Correct. <laughs> to, to, to do too. So you've had this practice now for how many years? Eight next month. 
that's that's exciting. So do you feel like you're on a continued growth trajectory? I mean, that's there's that's a great sort point. Of, so mm-hmm. even during the whole pandemic and where the world got crazy for a period of time, we have still been on a very upswing, um, even though we were shut down for weeks. And I actually had a daughter in the midst of that 2020 timeline who needed to be in the NICU and I couldn't be here um, for a few weeks of that timeline as well. Um, Just doing those best products and best practices, leaning on towards what can I do from Vision Source or what are those pearls again that they have been helpful to me. Um, One of the biggest things actually during the pandemic, there was this business of optometry group that did an email thread and they said, okay, how are you handling the shutdown? And are you laying off your staff or are you keeping them employed? Or those, that was such a helpful resource that I knew that everybody again had your best interests at heart and the answers that they were providing and being genuine was a very helpful resource during those tumultuous times. Yeah. And, and how's your daughter now? She is okay. She was born with Down syndrome and she had a heart defect. So um, she was born in April, 2020, November of 2020, she had to have open heart surgery. So again, it was time I had to miss, but we still, again, ended the year um, with a, a fairly large increase in the year. And this year, again, we're going, we were heading, or I guess I should say 2021, we did have a great increase in time too. But she's doing awesome. But as of the moment, she has been on no medications or anything. So it's awesome. That's fantastic. That's great. Has your Vision Source community supported you? Absolutely. We were doing Zoom calls during the pandemic timeline. And so they all knew kind of what I was facing. And um, they even were very, very nice to me to say, okay, if you need to have a call at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., we can make that happen. And they did. And that was very helpful. Wow, that's great. That's that's wonderful. That uh, you know they they care about your business. They care about your your personal life. You know, yes. and, and uh, trying to and 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 recognize the struggle, right? Because they're right. they're in it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Miller, thank you so much for for sharing your insights and for showing us how this community that you've become uh, a part of here for the last eight years has has supported you um, in 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 so many ways. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again on WO Voices. If you'd like to be a guest on the series, please send us an email at wovoicesonline at gmail.com through our website at womeninoptometry.com through Facebook at WO Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.